0: Hello and welcome back to the State News Sports Podcast. Sam and you back again today uh, after Michael and Casey had yesterday to talk uh, men's basketball. So if you want uh, some updates on men's basketball, uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to that uh, podcast with Casey and Michael. They're going to be our um, basketball beat reporters as we get through this MSU basketball season. Um, Unfortunately, no talk of Notre Dame. Um... That game was uh played after it was recorded. And we know talking Notre Dame on this one as well. Again, we're recording before that game is played, but I would encourage you to go check back and listen to what they think about their season expectations um and kind of what they're predicting for MSU basketball this year. But uh, I'm here with Suichi Torada. We're that would gonna be me, yes. We're gonna talk football. Colton Wood is in class and doing ROTC things and <laughs> living a way more action packed life than the both of us.
1: Yeah, I have a pretty boring life. But that's not the point here. We're talking football. Uh, I guess we can start off with MSU's win over Rutgers. I think... I, I, I kind of mentioned this in the column that I wrote earlier this week. There were a lot of missed opportunities that MSU had, or I didn't really mention it, like, exactly. But there were a lot of missed opportunities, and I think that... Um, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter, though, just because Rutgers are so bad. Because MSU had that early 13-0 lead, but then it should have been 21-0, because they were inside, I want to say, 10 or something, and they just squandered their opportunities. But obviously it didn't matter, 40-7. There was that one touchdown that Rutgers had because MSU secondary kind of blew the coverage. But other than a few mistakes, that was a great game. I think it was very reminiscent of this entire season in the sense that, yes, they were a good team, but, but there were still spots that you could point at and be like, oh, they can improve this or they can improve Wait, that. Wait, they is in MSU or they okay. is in Rutgers? Oh, okay.
0: They're still a good team. Like, I'm not going to let you call Rutgers, Rutgers is not good. a good team. Rutgers, okay. is, for the record, on is On the record, good. Rutgers is not good. Except
1: they had three Big Ten wins, which I'm still very confused about. But that's not the point here. Yeah, we can but, talk
0: about how confusing the Big Ten is as a whole. Like, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast because whatever.
1: Yeah, well, that happened. The Big Ten season happened. A lot of the awards came out. And I tweeted this out, too, um, earlier this week on Tuesday. All four of the M S U secondary members, all four of the starters, they they were all at least an honorable mention. I mean, Josiah Scott was honorable mention in third team, David Dow was honorable mention in first game, and Akari Willis and Justin Lane also got some love there. So that's that's very exciting for M S U because com- coming into the season, I remember I remember first game story of the first game against Bowling Green. My lead was that Bowling Green quarterback James Morgan threw up a deep pass and then it was completed, and there was a, like a collective groan in Spartan Stadium because they, because M S U fans have been had seen such a high of the no-fly zone of 2013, and they saw such a regression from 2013 and all, I mean, excuse me, from 2014 all the way to 2016. They just saw that regression of that secondary kept getting uh, just burned and beat and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, re- I vividly remember that lead, and, and it's, they have, and what I'm trying to say is that this secondary has come a long way from that in the sense that all four of them, honorable mentions, they still have a year together. The oldest of that crew is uh, Corey Willis, and he's still a junior. He's a true junior. So he's not even a redshirt junior. So there, there's a lot to be excited about if you're an MSU fan, and I think that should be noted. Just as as we kind of wrap up the season.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, it was a good year for for MSU football. I mean, they. I think they had a. What was our expectation at the beginning of the year that they? I think that I, I said. said they won seven and five. So yeah, they beat your expectations, and I think that I said they were going to go eight and four. That, um, that was optimistic too. When I when you yeah. said eight and four,
1: I was just like, "What are you saying? Like, I don't believe you." Yeah.
0: And um, then nine and three is uh, it's a good season. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna make the same cliche that you <laughs> and Colton have both made at the same time. But last year they were three and nine. This year the nine and three. Well,
1: I mean, I didn't make that cliche. I said the narrative of that was impressive. For the record, those are my words. Those are my words. I'm in the almost column. you
0: said flip the script <laughs> in your in. You both did. Okay, I read that well, way too many we're times. reporters,
1: and we have to go for the narrative, and that's all the plays we're talking about. So here we are. <clears throat> yeah. Um,
0: all right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it a good year. I mean, obviously, um, that loss at Northwestern kind of sticks out a little bit um, mm-hmm. as something that, like, ooh, man, that would have been a big win. Um, yeah. And then, um, I mean, oh, I don't know. It's I guess it, there's sort of, like, a I have a weird taste in my mouth of this year just because Ohio State just kind of, like, that was just Destroy, an absolute yeah. train wreck. Like, if, yeah, even if, like, it just, that was such a bad loss. <laughs> that it should, and then it happened so late in the year, and then, like, to then go from, like, oh, to from Ohio State just absolutely stomping all over this team. Yeah. Um, and then to being, like, yeah, but then, like, Maryland and Rutgers, and I'm, like, well, it's, I don't know, like. Yeah, I agree. um So, well, I, I mean, I don't want to get into bowl talk, because obviously there isn't a game announced, but I think that. It's sort of is pairing up for MSU to play some sort of SEC team. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen, think, like, Mississippi State. I've seen LSU. Yeah. Um, so either Citrus or Outback, somewhere
1: like that. That would yeah. be a good bowl game to go to. Yeah, um, in the of the winter. but
0: I'm just saying, I just think that, like, that will be a, another game that I'm actually, like, really interested to see. Because, yeah. I mean, usually, like, unless it's one of the huge bowl games, um, you're not really that interested in it. But I think that this game actually is kind of interesting because, I mean, I'm One, I'm just curious to see, like, MSU's probably going to play an SEC team that's, like, not the top tier, but, like, second tier SEC team. Yeah, and that's not really I, I, bad. No, I, I'm, like, kind of interested to see, one, just how those conferences pair up. Yeah, so... But, and just how, like, I'm just excited to see MSU play another team with talent after they got destroyed by, like, the last team that I consider to be good.
1: Yeah, and, you know, college football is weird. It is how it is. I think the one thing about the Ohio State loss, and I'll go and I'll, and I'll say this till I go, I go to the grave, I guess, is that everything went right for for Ohio State and everything went wrong for Michigan State. And you rarely do see that just because that... And the last time we saw that, the last time we saw that as, you know, as just like a watcher is the Alabama game. in Yeah. Because just about everything went wrong for MSU down the stretch against Bama and just about everything went wrong for MSU. And, and the thing is, the thing that really stuck out to me too is just how well Ohio State was able to run the ball on the ground I just just run it down the throats. Of That's the year. thing. It
0: wasn't even like they were breaking out like big yeah. passes. It was just that like They were out big Weber runs. and oh, what's his Dobbins. name? Dobbins. were yeah. just and not only were they it wasn't even like they were running like sweeps and just getting around. They were, they were just going just right re- through the yeah. defensive line. There
1: was that one run that was like 80 some yards by I think Weber and he, he just went right up the Yeah, it, it was, was a couple run right big runs that run. just yeah. like
0: were right, just in between the tackles and I just I'm not, I don't think I've ever really seen that against yeah, the defense. It, it was, was weird. It was odd. It was such a weird game. Um, But I mean obviously, like that Ohio State's obviously <laughs> exponentially better. I mean
1: I don't know about exponentially better. I think I mean the score. Yes. Kind of
0: says like you could say like, everything went wrong, but yet yeah, but still Ohio State forced everything to go wrong.
1: I agree with you, yes. But I think I think a lot of that does have to do with it being such a young team. And yeah. I, I, I I'm going back to my column a little bit because that's where I put a lot of my thoughts. But I think that was a great learning experience just to be Because, in my opinion, I don't know if this will be true, and this is obviously hypothetical, but this is my opinion, so it doesn't really matter. In my opinion, if that MSU team had the same amount of talent, but they were... Which MSU team? This MSU team, excuse me. This 2017 MSU team. Let's say, hypothetically, this is just a hypothetical, they were... They had the same amount of talent, they were a 9-3 team winning all these close games, but they had more senior leadership, then I think that game would have been closer. Because I think... Because at the end of the day, when you have maybe three starters, uh, Brian Allen, Demetrius Cooper, and Chris Fry on both sides of the ball, when you, there, there's there's more of a, I guess, a priority. There's more of a desperation kind of look when you when you are a senior. And when you only have three of those on both sides of the ball, they can't really get in the ears of everybody. Because, I mean, if you, if you look at guys, I, I'm not sure if it's, I mean, if you're like a Josiah Scow or Justin Lane or somebody like and you just keep getting beer, you're like a vinyl rookie, it's really easy to get dejected. Ge- and... and and that's the thing, too, and I think as young players, you learn from this experience and you take it away, and that's why I think I'm giving MSU a little bit of a slack, because I think that exactly is where the youth shine for MSU, and I think, like I mentioned, this will be a great learning experience, because if they're ever blown out, like, 48-3 to 3 ever again with the current kind of leadership regime at the home, then I'll be I'll honestly be shocked, because if they didn't learn anything from So, wait, what, what
0: do you mean by that, by, like... Before say before, Scott's senior, like in no, the time I before, no, I would say
1: Louiery just because he's kind of like okay. the, the guy, and he's also a rusher sophomore, and a lot of these guys are just sophomores or juniors. Yeah. So within the next two years, if you see a forty-eight to three again, then I'd be I'd be shocked because I think I think that just shows bad leadership, just because, or, or just bad talent, I guess. Because yeah. this team is this team has shown that they're too talented to get blown out like that. I mean, and, and that's another thing too. Like Penn State is ranked number nine in the country. Ohio State is number eight in the country according to CFP. And then number 18 beats you 48 to 3, but the number 19 you beat 27 to 24. That doesn't add up. And that and then, I mean that is part of what college football is. But that's why I'm giving MSU a little bit of a slack, just because MSU has we we've seen MSU to be better than whatever the hell that was, 48 to 3. But at the end of the day, you can't really like I don't blame you or anybody else for being skeptical of MSU because that was such an awful performance. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying.
0: Is it like I I mean I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use that as a massive like Indictment on this team. That's what I'm saying. Like I kind of want to see him play one more time. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: that's kind of. I mean, obviously, like like I said, this was a good year. They like exceeded my expectations, and I think I said at the beginning of the year that um, what would constitute a good season for MSU would be cleaning up all the games that they should clean up. Yeah. Which they did, barring um, barring Penn, uh, Northwestern, Didn't which North- that one Northwestern again. If you want to, I can go through and like say that's a fluke. They had the plane issue. Um Like they, they had to bust I mean, there last second. Um, I think it was, it was triple. It was triple overtime. Yeah. And Northwestern's actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I think, think that when I said that, like I, that, that's probably the biggest point is that Northwestern was not a bad team this year. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, Northwestern is what twenty. I had a twenty one in the country. That's a good team. And, yeah. And triple overtime losing to the number twenty one team. On no, road it's is not terrible. Yeah. It's not a bad loss. Right. By any
0: means. That's what I'm saying. Is that like, I was, amazing. but I was, I said. I said um, it would be cleaning up all the games, and I included Northwestern in there, when I probably shouldn't have, yeah. which, like, going back, I'm not going to say that Northwestern was one of those games that, oh, I'm sure you should just clean up that game. And that, I mean, that's probably not true. It's probably a 50-50 game, like, yeah, looking I mean, at it, which was, the score says that. Yeah, but they were favorite, I said so. that they needed, to win, um, I said they needed to win one of the games against Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, and they won two of them.
1: And Notre Dame. Oh wait, did you say Notre Dame? Yeah, uh, yeah. I said it was. It was those four. Yeah, so yeah, those so four,
0: like, and so, and so the difference for me was like nine and three would have been a good year because that meant they would have beat one of those teams. Yeah. Eight and four would have meant they cleaned up on all the team on the teams they should have beaten and they lost all the teams they probably shouldn't have. That's an okay season. Seven and five would have been a would have been a bad season.
1: And then we saw a little bit of a mix. <coughs> and overall, MSU second in the Big Ten East is not is not a bad place to be. No. Like, that's that's a great. That's great, honestly. Yeah. And yeah,
0: did they get second? I guess they did because they got the yeah. tiebreaker over Penn State. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, technically speaking, they they finished seven and two. Penn State finished seven and two. Yeah. Um, and then obviously MSU the Penn State. So
0: yeah. Um.
1: I want to go on a little bit of a tangent here and talk about the CFP rankings and just how stupidly absurd it is that a two-loss Auburn is ranked number two in Wisconsin, undefeated P five, Wisconsin twelve zero after conference play, is number four. Like, like. <laughs> Like, I can't wrap my mind. Can I just
0: disagree with the premise of this tangent just, you're about to go on?
1: I, I. But, like, think about it. You have a two loss Albert as the number two team in the country game, and undefeated Wisconsin as number four. Like that—that that to me is insane. Like,
0: I don't think that you should care this much until next week when well, they release the rankings again. Wait till the know. end of the year and then know. have your gripes. But guess. like,
1: because because if
0: because if Wisconsin be, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State this week, they're going to be ranked higher or they're going to be ranked higher than Auburn. But they
1: should be number one. They're still undefeated. <laughs> schedule be dead. They should be number one. Clemson has a bad loss. Being losing the losing Clemson being number one and losing the Syracuse. while you have an undefeated Wisconsin team to me is is just absurd. And the thing too is like. You, you kind of lose that home field, not necessarily home field advantage, because Wisconsin is in the Big Ten, but you do get to kind of choose your bowl game a little bit there for the CFP. And then I believe the Rose Bowl is part of it, so I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, if Wisconsin was number one, and after, if, and... If such, when they beat Ohio State and they're not number one and they don't get that Rose Bowl, then as a Big Ten fan, I'd be pretty pissed. Because I mean, well, I mean if they lose to
0: Ohio State, all, I don't think no, they're no, in the They're going to be in if they to yeah. Ohio
1: State. But what I'm saying is, if they're 13 and 0 with a win over Ohio State, undefeated in conference play, including conference championship, and they're still not number one, and I think that's what the CFP is doing by showing that they're number four. I don't right think right that's going to happen. But, like, this, how are they number four, though? Like, it just doesn't make because sense.
0: Because I haven't played anybody.
1: I mean yes, but like you're still undefeated. You're an undefeated P five champion.
0: Okay? okay, but like I mean not
1: necessarily excuse me, not champion, but still.
0: Yeah, it's the thing. It's like if they're an undefeated P five champion and they're still number four, come talk to me. I, I might join you. But like I don't care. I don't yes. I I, I, I'll, I might care next week. That's the I mean, best I can give you.
1: What I'm saying is that I think they should be hired in Auburn, just because you have to give me that at least. Because Auburn is what, ten and two and multiple like, bad losses. Not necessarily Did Wisconsin loss, just be Bama? Yeah, I guess, but it's just like—is Bama even good this year? They haven't played anybody either. They're eleven and one. They freaking played Mercer um, in week eleven. They've, who? who, who, who was, I, don't, I, I honestly was don't Bama know. Bama's best win. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. State is like very, very like kind of shaky there. So I'm just saying. Well, I mean, they're shaky now because
0: they lost their quarterback. But like, yeah, I guess. Well, Bama played them at full strength. Who else have they beat? they beat LSU, which like LSU like has talent. Um, like LSU has more talent than Iowa, right? Yeah, I guess. Um. I don't know. Arkansas is a dumpster fire. Tennessee is a dumpster fire. They play Florida. Th- doesn't matter. Dumpster fire. Um, I'm trying to go through the SEC in my head. They <laughs> beat Georgia, didn't they?
1: No, they didn't play Georgia. Auburn beat, beat Georgia, I'm pretty sure. Alabama and Georgia, i each other. Georgia. Uh, well, uh, Who beat
0: Georgia? Auburn beat Georgia? I think Auburn beat Georgia. Well, I'm just no, uh, Auburn has two losses. Then they they Then they lost to Georgia. Excuse me.
1: SEC, what we Apologies yeah, for us. Georgia. I win. I was right. Okay,
0: so they beat Florida State when Florida State was still had a quarterback. Kind of. He got.
1: What, um, kind of
0: they beat. Um, okay. Wow. You might be right.
1: I'm just saying, Bama has. They played what? Mercer in week eleven. That's what an has. Yeah, play. I guess
0: this whole year, this whole year, I've just sort of now that I'm looking at Bama's schedule, I guess I've just sort of been like, oh, it's you, Bama.
1: You, you see that, and then you see that I'm. I um, have legitimate gripes?
0: <clears throat> I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm not going to get this mad about it until next week. Um, so
1: how is Fresno State 25th? That's that's weird. Is that a G5 school?
0: I don't know. but
1: Yeah, Fresno State is 25th. I mean, if you want to... I don't know what a 9-3 team, G5 team is doing at 25th. All right, you know what? My,
0: my end-of-year hot take is end of that I, hot take. I'm I wish the playoff was eight teams. Okay. And I, I also wish that they would build in a slot for... A G5 team. A undefeated G5 team. You see, I
1: agree You, with like, them.
0: so, because, so, uh, so then, because USF, UCF, excuse me, should be, I, I, like, it's unfair that UCF is not in this, because they tried to play the big schools, big yeah. schools didn't want to play them, yeah. they tried to join the big schools, big schools wouldn't let them join. Yeah, and, I agree. And, um, not only that, but then, like, UCF's coach has... Been interviewed for Tennessee's job. I'm assuming along yeah. with <laughs> along with Sasha, our <laughs> features editor, um, who's also interviewed for the Tennessee football job.
1: I have to. I've received a formal job offer. Um, <laughs> I actually got
0: it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like I think that that's because I don't know. I think because then Western would have gotten it last year. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously going to get smacked by the team that's number yeah. one. But like. So, well, like it's what? What are they playing for? Like, yeah. if you can't go undefeated and you can't make that game, like, I, I obviously there's more. To, obviously there's more to play yeah. for, but like, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah, the whole absolutely. thing is to crown the champion. There's a team who legitimately has no losses and, like, I understand they're not in a bad conference, but they tried to get out of this conference. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's my tangent. If you're going to be mad about something, be mad about that. Don't yeah, be mad. Yeah, no, I agree because
1: with you. 100%. I think don't be
0: mad that Wisconsin isn't ranked number one in saying, the non-final college football playoffs.
1: i co- And one thing, too, that really bugs me from the committee is that you have an undefeated UCF number Fourteen, and that, and I think they should be top ten because yeah, like they're twelve and zero. I mean, slot slot them in at
0: number eight. No one's gonna be
1: mad. Like, what more can they do? And I think by the committee putting them at fourteen, and this is UCF, mind you, this isn't Western Michigan, who is in a much worse MAC. Like this is UCF we're talking about. I think by an undefeated UCF being number fourteen, it basically shows the entire G five division that you're you're essentially never going to be in the playoffs unless you're Houston from last year. And he, and he, is well, I mean, hold and, on. Oh, ex- Does, is the American the is the American considered in the
0: g G five team? Yeah. So yeah. I I think an undefeated Louisville would have gotten in, but that's mainly because on the because uh, Lamar Jackson.
1: Louisville's in the ACC. I
0: thought they were in the American.
1: Nah.
0: Who's in the American then? Like, are there, has the American officially been stripped of all good teams? I'm
1: pretty sure they've been in the ACC for a while though. Um, but what I'm saying is that. Like, the G5 doesn't matter in the eyes of the comedian. They, they have really shown that. And I and that really bugs me to my core. And I'm obviously, like, I don't have any rooting allegiances. Like, I go to a Big Ten school. But, like, that, that really bugs me just because it shows that you're basically playing for nothing. And like you mentioned. And the only reason that I'm bringing up Houston is because they beat Florida State in the, I want to say, the Peach Bowl in 2015. And then they, had, they beat Oklahoma early... Ooh, in twenty fifteen, and so they were, you know, they were riding that high, and if they not undefeated on the stretch, I also believe they played Louisville late in the year, so they had a, some marquee uh, non conference games, and then despite that all, there were still some grumblings that an undefeated Houston might not have made the playoffs. Yeah, Houston year.
0: isn't the American. Um, yeah, the other uh, I've got I've got the teams up in front of me. The only really big name teams we've got are um, Memphis and. Uh, Cincinnati and UConn, I guess, are the big teams. The, I almost
1: went there, but um, <coughs> UConn
0: obviously is not a good football team. Um, but I mean, look <laughs> no, who we got: Memphis, Houston, Navy, SMU, Tulane, Tulsa, UCF, USF, Temple, Cincinnati, ECU, and UConn. So that entire conference has essentially been stripped down that I had not yeah. realized. Um, wow.
1: Um, <laughs> today, you wearing. But yeah, what I'm I saying learned. is that that's a legitimate gripe. I wish they would go to eight teams, kind of bringing it back together a little bit. I wish they would go eight teams, two wild cards. Uh, automatic burst for all P5 Two champions. wild cards. Yeah, because it's eight spots.
0: Oh, you just wouldn't want yeah, to give it I want Yeah,
1: because I, I think if you're a P5 champion, even if you're in because of some complications, like that one year Wisconsin was in, I think, because Ohio State and Penn State have sanctions or whatever. Yeah. I think even if you win that game then whatever, just get in. And just go get
0: a or whatever. So wait, P five champions. That's five. So five. Two wild cards. Two wild cards and then the G five
1: representative. And I think that's a good. Well, I don't key.
0: think you need a G five representative every year. I, I think you just like I think then like maybe if if that G five if, if a G five team is undefeated then I think okay no one really cares about G five teams as I'm now realizing, but <laughs> uh, so we're gonna <laughs> poor talk G5 about something.
1: I'm, poor poor. Am G5. I wrong?
0: I mean, USF's rank, UCF's ranked 14th. I'm I'm clearly right.
1: I mean. That's also, but like, did you see the UCF USF game last weekend? I did not catch a second of it. I've heard it's great. It was great. Not was caught great. A I didn't watch it. all of it. I watched way less than I wanted to, but it was still a good game.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> I, that's what I've heard. Um, yeah. I, I've not caught a second. But, um, all right, yeah. so for um, for the picks pool, uh, I'm going to announce that Colton has won. Um, he's not here to claim his prize, but. I also don't know what his prize mm-hmm. is yet. There is no prize. That's, a That's joke. the joke. It would have been a prize if I won. But, <laughs> it um, would have been the prize? I don't know. I would have figured it out. Um, but, yeah, so Colton. Congrats to Colton. He's not here. Um, I'm going to imaginarily shake his hand. That's not a word. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah, that was a year in MSU football. I think it was – we both – So and I, I think we can, I can say that we both think this was a good year. Um,
1: if you don't think it was a good year, please email me. Just be like, and I just want to ask why you didn't think it was a good year. I'm, very, I'm genuinely curious, because that was a great year for MSU. There's yeah. really no sugarcoating
0: that. Um, and there's um, a lot of optimism for this program as they look forward. Um, I was looking at the, uh, the schedule next year just to um, just to kind of take a peek. And uh, the big, um, exciting non-conference game is, um, sweet you know who it is? <clears throat> Excuse
1: me, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. The, the, I to oh, brutal. The, <laughs> big, the
0: big non-conference game next year.
1: Oh Arizona State. Yeah, at
0: Arizona State.
1: That's Brian Lewerke's hometown. Right. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he's from Phoenix, Arizona. Well, it's not like I mean like. That's right. His I mean, that's close enough. His hometown. Yeah. Home big State. Good enough.
0: Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's gonna be talked about. Lewerke a lot. being from
1: Arizona is like the randomest
0: thing ever. Yeah, Utah State. That's interesting. That is. Interesting. Usually, um. So yeah, Arizona State and Utah State are the big um. Non-conference teams Can you play for. BYU next
1: year? No. No. Okay,
0: that's in 2020, I think. Um. <clears throat> So those are the big non-conference then. At home, it's an uh, Ohio State and Michigan at home next year, along with Rutgers, Purdue, Northwestern, and Central. So.
1: Oh, they play Central, too. They the do North play Central. Central.
0: They play Central late. Sorry, that's why I missed them. They play Indiana first, then they go back to Central.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, because like the Big kind of sort of like this thing where they play, like all the teams kind of play like Week 1. Like, MSU plays Northwestern Week 1 in a couple years. And, I mean, Ohio State and Indiana played Week 1 this yeah. year
0: as well. Um, so. Oh, um, so... MSU's bye week is the third week of the year. Again. Again. This
1: is the third straight week I want to say that... What do you
0: think of... Do you like
1: that early bye week, or do
0: you think... Because I see, like, like, weirdly, Bama will not have a game like week 10.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be, like,
0: more beneficial to have, like, the middle of October?
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And I a lot of I don't know. I, don't, I have
0: no idea how they set these schedules. A lot of it,
1: too, is just a, like, team's flake. Like, I believe MSU and Bama, actually, were supposed to have a non con like, a primetime non-con conference matchup, like, MSU-Oregon a couple years ago. But then I believe Alabama wanted to play at home and in a neutral site. From their perspective, and MSU backed out of that because they're were like, we're not doing that. So that kind of created like a scheduling rift. And MSU, MSU backed out of it. No, uh, Bama backed out. Yeah, I was because, gonna say it was Bama. Yeah, Saban loves doing that thing where they play a marquee non-conference game at a and a side neutral site. And a neutral site game, so, of, so. I I think think so they're playing sure USC
0: road instead, road. Of, instead of instead of MSU. They're doing a, they're doing a neutral site yeah, game against USC instead of the yeah. home and home with MSU.
1: Yeah, so that that kind of screwed up the scheduling a little bit, and as a result, you know, obviously, like you mentioned. MSU has these early bye and and it's been weird these last few years, and I've kind of made it a, like a mental little bit because in twenty sixteen they had the week two bye. This year I think it was week three, and then next year's week three, and I I don't think that's good, I because like, there there comes a point in us in the schedule I believe where, I want to say like after like the eighth or so game you just kind of want like a break, and I think. May, like like you said like make, uh, mid-October late-October would probably be perfect right? yeah
0: it would just be nice to just rest players and then um, especially
1: too just because it's football and you're just gonna have bruises and balls yeah and that kind of stuff yeah oh, well. just use scheduling like, gripes uh, I mean yeah. who knows
0: maybe this is totally out of MSU's control and it's the Big Ten who sets the schedule that totally could be it yeah
1: there's there's that too um, like they had to bring in BYU last minute like last year or something because they had like a week one buy or something That's had something absurd last year Like a yeah week one. I
0: remember that um, yeah <laughs> and
1: you're not, obviously not gonna work with a week one buy on something awful. Yeah, that sounds terrible.
0: Um, All right, well, that was the year in MSU football. Uh, Thanks so much for listening along and following our coverage. Um, Suichi and Colton will both be staying on as football writers as... MSU continues its hunt for a bowl game, I guess I can say. No, they've got a bowl game. It's really how <laughs> um, As MSU gets they pick, finally decide what bowl they're going to go to. Um, Soichi and Colton will have coverage along the way. This might be the last podcast. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Um, if it is, thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope we didn't talk too much. Been um, a wild ride. Probably friends. did. Um, yeah, make sure you check out Um Obviously, we're going to have more coverage of uh, MSU basketball. There's some great... Um, great investigative stuff on MSU Greek Life up there right now and obviously some continuing coverage of the Larry Nasser Court Chronicles um, so I encourage everyone to check all that stuff out um, but Nicole Suichi, uh, I'm Sam Mestre thank you guys so much for listening bye bye